Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. So before we get started with this week's episode, we wanted to remind you of our Patreon community. Patreon is a platform where we hang out most of the time, mm-hmm. um, and it's where we share extra stuff, just whether it's recipes from me, writings from Rebecca Pete, um, direct communication with you guys. That is where we have extra content, like um, additional episodes on hot topics that we can be a little bit more off the cuff and spicy about because it's not on our normal <laughs> episode. It's not on iTunes. It's not on Spotify. iTunes. Yes. So, um, Anyway, you can pledge much like you would PBS or any other pledge system um, yes. to support us monthly, and you will get extra stuff and our eternal love and support. And you also have the opportunity to have a say in what we talk about yes. on the podcast because yes. you get to communicate with us as well as us communicating with you. And we will tackle issues. I mean, you've basically got a chef and a theologian in the palms of your hands. <laughs> and if you don't know how to find us on Patreon— it's www.patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash woven in him. And we'll have that linked in the show notes. For so sure. Check it out. And here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 73. And we're talking about a really important number today. We are talking about the number 40. As in, Rebecca Pete, is this podcast going to come out when you're already 40? No, it'll be two days before two my 40th. Two days before your 40th birthday. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rebecca's turning 40. And this is just something we have, like, and this episode is not all about Rebecca. This is more about a reflection of, like. What? <laughs> Wait a second. This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> this is more of, like, a reflection of just, you know. Uh, getting into your third quarter, as to speak, of your life or your second half or however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, the halftime show is over. Lady Gaga is backstage and <laughs> here we are. So um, also my friend recently showed me the way to watch pop stars with your kids because like, you know, a lot of the videos are really inappropriate. Yeah. So she's like, look up their Super Bowl performances. So on loop in our house, we've been watching the Kate Perry and Lady Gaga Super Bowl performances because they can't really do anything that inappropriate. Except for Janet Jackson. Don't do Janet Jackson. Uh, no. Well, that was before YouTube. That was actually why YouTube started. Did you know that? No. YouTube started because someone was trying to find a clip of, Jan- of the Janet Jackson thing after it happened and they couldn't easily access a clip. And they're like, there needs to be a place where you can go find clips. I feel like I need to Google this. You can. And, you know, Google probably exists for the same reason, because someone was like, I need to be able to look something up. So anyway, there's your tidbit of the day. But what we're talking about is random trivia knowledge. You want me on your trivia team. You do. (laughs) I can't do much. I don't have a lot of use in real life, but I'm really good with trivia. Except for sports. Then I have to do the sports. Oh, yeah. Which is coming up on a future episode. Yes. (laughs) Actually, I wanted to start this episode by talking about a sports analogy, funny enough. Okay. So I... What was I... Someone quoted this. I can't remember where, but Will Smith went skydiving for his 40th birthday and somebody started talking to him about like turning 40 and how he did something kind of reckless and different Mm -hmm. and like, how did he feel? And he said that he viewed his 40s the way on a football, which is funny that I'm talking about football because I could care less, but I get this analogy that like when it counts as the third quarter, because like the first and second quarter 
usually don't matter that much. Or I mean, you, the third quarter is where you win it or lose it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Because um, four, four is how you tie it up. Fourth yeah. quarter is how you tie it up. Yeah, and you finish. can usually, by the third quarter, I feel like you can usually come back yes. in a game or like yes. you never know what's going to happen by the time you get there. You know, you could be winning in the first half and then, you know, it all goes downhill. So he was saying like he just sees his 40s as the third quarter and like this is where it counts and like this is where mm-hmm. you've kind of gotten established and you've gotten into a rhythm and now you're doing the work that matters mm-hmm. and I just thought that was such a good analogy it's a great analogy um it's so a very hopeful analogy it is a very hopeful instead analogy. of the over the hill analogy I like that analogy better yeah we need to stop with all that because our life expectancies just keep going up yes and we're just gonna get older I mean older. but still technically 40 is midlife technically because, yes because I think that uh, what is the average lifespan for a woman's like early 80s yeah. so your 40s are your half-life but yeah that's okay so <laughs> except for me because i'm gonna live to 100 you are so i have are. 10 more years <laughs> you're one of those like little petite like salty women my, who my grandmother and my great-grandmother lived to like 90 something so <laughs> my goal is to beat that <laughs> well yeah so you're turning 40 yes i'm turning 40 we've alluded to this on the podcast a few times yes just like you've gone through a lot of different emotions mm-hmm. you've been avoiding thinking about it Mm -hmm. you've been really sad about it you've Mm -hmm. been um I feel like I'm approaching acceptance like so I've gone I've gone through the stages of grief (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like I'm moving to the acceptance um part of my 40s um or like turning 40 like where how I feel about it um I think it's so interesting because I was we were talking about this before we started recording, but I think that was I was looking back of when I turned thirty, mm-hmm. and I actually feel like I had more um, fear surrounding turning thirty than I do about forty. I mean, there I have sadness about turning forty that I'll talk about in a second, but like for me when I was turning thirty, um, even though I was where I thought I was going to stay career career wise when I was thirty, there was a lot of. Um, uncertainty too I feel Mm -hmm. like about turning 30 um like there's that that just overwhelming feeling of oh I'm I'm actually an adult so there's that feeling of turning 30 you're pregnant I was pregnant with my oldest then too so it was all this uncertainty so so Myla and I have the we we're on the like we're on the tens together yeah yeah and so um the the years whenever I hit decades she hits decades and so you know I was 30 and I was having her and she's about to be 10 I'm turning 40 so I, um, it, it was the, the uncertainty of becoming a mom, um, and like a new stage starting and not really sure how that was going to change my life. And then as I progressed into my thirties, like I felt like that my thirties were really hard. Um, and I'm excited about my forties being kind of a clean slate. So there's like, I have like this mixed bag of emotions of, in my yeah. acceptance, like a, like a real excitement because like it's, it feels like I'm in a new place. Um, it's much different than where I was when I started my thirties and then going into my thirties, how hard my thirties were. And then, but I'm going to my forties and I feel like a lot of hope, um, mm-hmm. with my forties that I didn't feel like I felt a lot of uncertainty when I turned 30, I feel a lot of hope turning 40. I also feel like I've matured a lot and I'm excited about like moving into that maturity and just maturity, like emotionally, but also mm-hmm. like maturity and, um, not caring as much what people think I'm very much less stuck in the comparison trap. And I'm mm-hmm. just, I, I feel a, a massive sense of freedom that I didn't feel when I turned 30. So all of those things are like super exciting to me. Um, the negative side of turning 40 to me, like this part that like gives me some grief is because I don't feel like I wear, I was where I thought I was going to be when I was 40. Um, career wise. Career wise. Yeah. Um, and so I, 
I think back, Chris, our pastor, um, our lead pastor at our church, um, gave this analogy one time in a sermon, and I very much resonate with this. Like, you know, when you're a teenager in your early 20s, you know, you're a young adult, like you're like, I'm going to dunk the basketball. Another sport. Man, we're full of sports analogies today. So I'm, I'm going to dunk a basketball. I'm just totally going to dunk a basketball. And then as you approach 40, you realize I'm never going to dunk a basketball. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and there are some parts of that that's just part of maturity maturing right but then there's also the other part of there's like sadness in that that like every I may not reach everything that I thought I was going to reach when in my 20s and that doesn't mean that life is bad or that I don't I'm not accepting it or things aren't going to be great it's just different it's not what you expected and um you think your life's a buffet when you're a teenager exactly you realize you're at like an Italian restaurant with like six entrees yeah yeah which is great yes and they're both a great experience yes Exactly. And the food's actually better as it's a more small quality. Place with yes. Less stuff. Exactly. Exactly. There's more quality there. It's just you know, and I've always been a very idealistic person. I've also been always been very optimistic, and I've also had very very like high dreams. Like mm-hmm. I've always been goal oriented. I'm yeah. very ambitious, and so my 30s was a big wake up call. Yeah. <laughs> of like, first off, not everything's about ambition, and secondly, like things don't work out the way we think they're going to work out, and I have to learn how to accept that and move past that. And those were just really hard life lessons. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I'm like, not that I'm done learning those, but like I'm more self aware. Yeah. And um. And that doesn't mean that big things aren't going to happen. They're just not, they're, they, I can't plan them. Like, and I think when you're in your 20s, at least me, I thought I could play it my whole life. Do you, okay, this is like a very Rebecca Cochran question to ask, and you're probably going to laugh at me. But do you <laughs> think that you've accepted your role as student? What do you mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're sort of like trying to just figure it out and trying to get life to go the way you want it to go. And yes. I feel like at some point I accepted that I am just a student of life and like, I'm never going to have all this. Yes. Like you just kind of get to a point where you're like, you accept that. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like I'm in the process of accepting yeah. that. Like it definitely in the last year or two, I've kind of come to that conclusion. And so, yeah, no, I think that's a good analogy. And I think that's a good way to look at it for sure. Um, also like I have come to the realization, realization that, even if things aren't happening the way I thought they were going to, that doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. And so for a long time, and I was like struggling through a lot of this stuff, I thought that because it didn't look the way I thought it was going to look, I either did something wrong mm-hmm. or it, or it's going to be bad. It's not going to, if it's not going to be the way I thought it was going to be, then it's going to be not the right way. Um, and so there is some like freedom and releasing some of that control yeah. um, and um, allowing God to, to use you and and kind of like leaning into his plan and his will and like if you would have asked me when I was like 25 oh yeah I totally want to follow God's will like I mean I felt called into the military the military the ministry (laughs) the ministry when I was uh, there's some comparisons but um into the ministry when I was in my early 20s and I just I I think I thought it was gonna be a piece of cake and everything was just gonna fall I I agreed to follow God and I'm gonna do full-time ministry so it's all gonna work out and he's just gonna keep moving me along and I'm doing what he's asked me to do and now it's like, that's not really what's happened. Well, it's like you've gone from, like, I'm not saying you're self-centered, but like in self-centered, yes. right? Like, and that's what we all are like that. Yeah. And sometimes. Especially it, in your 20s. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're just like, what do I want? Like, and that's our culture. It's like, how do you want to build your life? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want your life to look like? And it feels like exciting, but it also is like a ton of pressure mm-hmm. to 
like get it right. And when you kind of like let go of that and you're like, okay, God, like I'm God centered or I'm working towards that always. Yes. Yeah. And I also don't think I thought, well, see in my twenties, I didn't even know if I wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. So it was like this progression of, I don't think I want kids. Okay. Maybe I'll have kids, but my kids are not going to be my life. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop working. I'm never going to be a stay at home mom. I'm probably only going to have one kid. Well, I have Spoiler two kids. Alert. I have two kids and I'm a stay at home mom. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that my whole identity is wrapped up. We've talked, sure. we talked about in all of the, our parenting episodes, our mothering episodes that like our goal isn't to like be everything be about our kids or into identity being our mom, but especially in the first, like five to 10 years of their life, it is a huge chunk of who you are. And it's hard not to get like, in, in, you know, stuck in that like mud pit of, and like we all get stuck in and then we all have to get out of it. And the problem comes in when we don't get out of it. And I feel like my forties is I'm kind of getting out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm back. I feel like I'm coming. So I, I thought in my twenties, I was like, my true self Mm -hmm. but I think that in my 20s and 30s it was a lot of masks of who my true self was who you thought maybe it should yeah and now I'm like oh no this is really who I am okay like I'm leaning more into who I really am and do you think that that is something that I I kind of feel like we can't rush that process yeah do you agree I agree because I wanted to rush the process yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I and I will say I know people get tired of hearing about the Enneagram but um or maybe they don't. Um, I don't think they do. <laughs> we had more downloads on our Beth McCord's episode Enneagram than we've ever episode. had. Yeah, and you know what? We still get a lot of downloads on our original Enneagram episode too, um, on a weekly basis. So uh, people obviously care about the Enneagram, but like uh, that has been uh, uh, becoming self aware has been a huge part of my late thirties, and Enneagram has helped with that. And not just the Enneagram. There's been yeah. other ways that I've become more self aware. But one of the things that I learn, I've learned about the Enneagram and about threes is threes pretty much across the board, never get healthy and self-aware until they experience failure. And huh. so until we experience failure, yeah. it is it is what God uses. And God uses everything in different numbers lives for a reason to teach them. But God uses failure in the threes life to um, like kind of wake them up. And that mm-hmm. is definitely what happened in my thirties. Like I, we, I mean, the thirties were the hardest. I mean, I, I had some not fun stuff happen in my childhood and I would still say my thirties were the worst time mm-hmm. of my life. And so, um, um, which is funny to say, cause I had my children in my thirties and it you know, be really good but, really bad at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, but I definitely think that just me personally and emotionally and, um, all of that, like my thirties were a really hard part of my life and I experienced a lot of failure in my thirties. And I thought, you know, if you would ask me my thirties and I experienced that failure, I was either bitter because I mm-hmm. was blaming other people or I was blaming God or I was just thinking that I wasn't doing good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm looking back and I'm what, and I see how God was using yeah. all of that failure to bring Like I would not be who I am right now if I didn't experience that. Other people, other numbers, they experience that failure and like, it's really like that's devastating to who they are. And while in the moment it was devastating to who I am, that wasn't really who I was. And because of that, I have moved into who I am, yeah. which is a much better version of myself. It was like the scales, like yes. in uh, the Narnia books. Oh, yeah. The dragon yeah. and God's pulling the scales off. Definitely. And I, I still have a few layers left to shed, I think. We all do. Yeah. Have you ever watched J.K. Rowling's um, Harvard commencement speech? Yes. And so it's been a long time since I've seen it. We're going to link that in the show notes. because I feel like um, that's a really good, she talks about that. She talks about like failure was how she built her life back up again. And I think that's just so good. I love that. Yeah. Well, especially, I mean, if anybody can speak to that, she can. Yeah. She went from, you know, 
pretty much being destitute to one of the richest women in the world and not saying that like that's going to happen to all of us but like she definitely learned a lot about failure and out of failure what that looks like so for sure Um, yeah hmm. yeah so do you do you have fears about turning 40 35 was my scary age yeah um and i turned 35 this past march so i I mean, but I'm still pretty far from 40. Real, not, I'm not far. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I mean, only. Okay, I'm four and a half years from but that's, 40. But that's still a lot of time to it, process yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not Versus like it's happening this tomorrow. year. Yes. But yeah. I feel good about where I am in life, I think. I think my thing, I mean, my forever issue is that I feel like I lack purpose. And I just, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of like a... I just have always been the type of person to have my hand in a lot of different pots. I've never done like one thing and that's always just something I'm insecure about. And I, I thought like you, like as I got older, I guess I always thought I would have this like one thing I was really good at. And it turns out I'm like fairly good at some little things and it turns out I get bored easily and I like doing a lot of different things, but I just, I guess where I'm at right now, I'm sort of struggling. Like, is it, is it okay to be this way? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm still learning, like, is it okay to be the way I am? And like the Enneagrams helped with that a lot. Yeah. Just seeing that a lot of it really is just how I'm wired and there's yeah. not too much I can do about it. Yeah. But, um, just sort of like settling into, like you were saying, like pulling off the masks of who I think I'm supposed to be and being like, is it okay to like look the way I do to talk the way I do to act the way, like, is it okay just to be myself? And I yeah. feel like, that's like I'm sort of I feel like you're kind of have been on that road for a while and I feel like I'm at like the beginning of it yeah and it's very hopeful and good because I feel like I'm learning it is okay yeah um where I've spent much of my life trying to change a lot of things about myself or like things I didn't like but I'm I'm starting that road of acceptance so it's good but I do still struggle with like the career stuff yeah which is funny because we're sitting here on our podcast and yeah our podcast is cool and I mean people like it so it's like we're, we're doing something right but it's just more that kind of like um, the linear path that even though I yeah. avoid that sort of thinking, I also think that's the right way to be. Yeah. And if I'm not like that, I'm like, oh, and I start labeling myself and trying to like fix myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I am very linear. So if yeah. it's not linear, I, I, I question it as well. So, yeah. so while you, you aren't linear, but think you should be, I am linear. And if it's not going literally, that, yeah. then that bothers me too. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I wouldn't change anything currently, mm-hmm. but I've had mass amount of dissatisfaction. It's mm-hmm. just an interesting place to be. I feel that way too. Yeah. 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 And so, um, I think it's, it's realizing that like, if I really list out everything I'm doing right now, yeah, like, it's like a ton of stuff. It looks amazing. Yeah. And so, but it's it's this picture that we have in our mind of what it should have looked like. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that. And so um, then we think that we've failed in some way instead of seeing that like the picture is just different. But yeah, it doesn't was, mean it's not a beautiful picture. I was thinking of that. So one of um, my best friends has a daughter in the NICU. She was a preemie. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it's NICU awareness month. Yeah. I saw your post. It was a great post. Thank you. Um, but I wrote it cause I was just kind of, have been thinking about the NICU, you know, yeah. and, um, cause you had babies. I in had the NICU. babies in the NICU. Yeah. yeah. They, um, so Maddie and Penny are my only kids and, um, I promise this relates. This seems like a little out of left field. No, it doesn't. They're, they're my only kids. And I had, um, not to like get into a whole birth story thing, but like basically my whole pregnancy was sort of 
it, I was considered high risk because they mm-hmm. were um, identical twins and they shared a placenta and like they were just, I was having to be monitored all the time. I already have an anxiety disorder. Um, I mean, I was being monitored for like some really weird things that would have required like an in utero operation. And yeah. there was just a lot of anxiety. And then they were um, born early unexpectedly I had to have an emergency C-section. They were immediately taken away to the NICU where they lived for the first like almost month of their lives. And all of those things are not ideal. Like yeah, of it, course. it was like, yeah. literally, if you were like, what's like the perfect birth story, let's make it all the opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least in America with yeah. the opportunities we have, cause it is yes. worse in other places, but like, so, and I remember I was just so mad about it, you know? Um, just like I felt robbed. I felt like yeah. I have been robbed of what should have been this like, yeah. and you know, we only wanted two kids. So like, this is, this was it. God willing. Yeah. Like this is, that was it. And it's done. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want more kids now, but, um, it just, I love my kids. I feel like we always have to like throw that little disclaimer. You don't need, we all children, know you love but, your children, but they're enough. And, um, <laughs> but it was, so I, for, I mean, for, you know, they're about to turn five. So basically this whole time I've just been like, Oh my gosh, this just sucks so bad. And then, you know, as Leah has been dealing with it, I've realized, you know, and I'm, I'm not her only support. I'm not any of that stuff, but I've realized like I'm able to give her something that most people can't give her, which is like a real like understanding and how much of a gift that has been to my friend and how, healing in a weird way it's been to me to be able to yeah. say like I know I really get it like obviously we don't 100% get people's feelings all the time but like not. yeah but I get it and yeah. and in that way I've just been looking back and I'm like you know I don't know that I I just see God's grace like woven through that whole story and how he used parts of that terrible situation to make me rely on people and to make me see my own needs and to make me not feel like I had to be self-sufficient yeah and now you know, years later, I'm seeing these benefits of it. So it's yeah. like, yeah, simultaneously, I'm pissed off because I wish it had been a different way. And yeah. I'm I, I'm mad, but I'm also super grateful that it is the way it is. And I yeah. don't want it to be different. So it's yeah. just, it's a weird place to be because you can feel both those things at the exact same time. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, you know, um, finding that, that balance between like not being self-obsessed and like thinking everything that you have all the control and mm-hmm. it's all about me and it's all about what I want to do versus like figuring out self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So like, I, f- I feel like, you know, in your twenties and you're, it's all about you. And like you mm-hmm. were saying, just the, the self-obsession and not in a like bad way, but in like a true twenties way. Yeah. And then like you move into your thirties and it's kind of like this in between yeah. bef- until you get like, yeah, I that's like, how it feels. It's I kind still of an in between. Like you're kind of both. And I feel like I'm moving on to the other side of that. Huh. The other side of like, I'm, I'm just, it's just a much more freeing feeling. Like I was thinking back onto my 30th birthday party, David threw for me and like how, what, what I felt that this is, this is very anti my personality. Um, I don't like to look in the past and I don't like to think about my feelings, <laughs> but I did ask myself the other day. I'm like, so do I remember how it felt? I think somebody brought up, they're like, Oh, I can't believe you're turning 40. I remember your 30th birthday party. I can't remember what was one of my friends that I'm still friends with. Um, and I, so I was thinking about the day of my mm-hmm. 30th birthday and I was thinking the, um, just the feeling that I had like that day of just like not really feeling like I knew who I was and just being uncertain about the future. And I don't feel any of those feelings. I feel, I feel sometimes I'm dealing with some grief or I have been the past year or so. And I feel like I'm getting better with like things not being the way I wanted them to be, but I have a much 
healthier sense of freedom and hope about my 40s than I did about my 30s. Yeah. I have no idea what my 40s are going to hold, obviously. Yeah. But I but you're don't. Not, like, dreading it? I'm not dreading it the way I think I did in my 30s. And I don't even think I realized that's what, what I was doing yeah. in my 30s. But definitely, I, I feel, um, and maybe that part of that is my 30s were so hard. I'm like, so I'm thinking, oh, my 40s have to be better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I just, I have grown so much. So I feel like my, even if things are bad, my perspective on what those bad things are going to be is going to be different than they were in my 30s. Yeah, it reminds it's me. It's not the fear that I had, I don't think. So. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. that. Okay. I can't even remember. I think it's from Romans, but in the message where he says, um, like, this life is not a grave tending, timid life. We live adventurously expectant, greeting God each day with what's next, Papa. Yeah. Like that sounds like it's what you're saying. And I yeah. think like in your thirties, it can feel kind of grave tending where you're just sort of like, uh, and like yeah. nervous. And then it becomes sort of like, Hey, I've made it this far. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is no, how I imagine no. it. It's like, yeah. I've made it this far and it's all turned out. And like, you just, you just literally have experience, yeah. which is something that you have to live. You cannot yeah. give your, and we, a lot of us try to preempt that. And like, yeah. you know, I don't know, like rush that part and you yeah. can't, but there are some things through experience that you're just like, no, I really have made it through some stuff and I'm okay. And yeah. so every year it's like, I, I, you're more confident. Yeah. Well, I think for me, I was, you know, born old. Like I've always mm-hmm. been very mature for my age. She's and, Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I can remember my mom like saying when I was a kid, yep, mm-hmm. she's six going on 16. Like yeah. I got married when I was 21 and I definitely think I was mature enough to get married when I was 21, but not everybody is mature enough to get married yeah. when they're 21. But like, because of that, I always thought I had more experience than I actually did. Uh-huh. And a lot so, of my twenties uh-huh. was um, around thinking that because I was so mature and so wise beyond my years, which were, was true, it also meant that I also like didn't need to experience things because I already knew about everything. Oh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I just I just assumed that because I was mature and thought I was super wise that I didn't need to experience things that I had. Like I don't need to experience it because I already know about everything, and that is not true. I have done the same thing. I think it's like, you know how C.S. Lewis said, if you say you're humble, you're not. Yes. Okay. I feel like that's the same thing with wisdom. Like, yeah, I used to think that I was like super wise in my twenties. Cause I was, I'm an old soul too. Yeah. You know? I was like, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm real wise. <laughs> and I feel like the Lord has been like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Like, and here, I'm going to show you yeah, how I'm you're not. Show you how much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn chickadee. Yeah. That's oh. funny. Mm, that's fun. So Rebecca's turning 40. Yep. I'm, so, um, in case anybody's shocked, I'm very goal oriented. Um, I know that's new information, but <laughs> but I'm going to be less possessive of my goals now. Okay, but, okay. So it's more of like not so much a goal, but more of a posture. Yes, posture is a good word. Thank you. Posture is a great word. So one of the things that has always been really hard for me is celebration. Uh-huh. So. I've always been one of the, I'm, I'm not a negative person. I'm very positive, but like, I just don't celebrate things. So mm-hmm. I either like, if things are good, I just keep moving because mm-hmm. I'm very future oriented. Threes are future oriented. So I'm very much in the future. And so I'm, so if things are going well, I'm just like thinking about the next good thing that's going to come. Yeah. And then, um, but if things are bad, I'm just like head down, like, uh-huh. get, let's get, get through this, you uh-huh. know, instead of, but I never have a let's pause and like, just like celebrate. Like, yeah. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at celebration. Well, yeah, you don't like being in the present. No, I more- love going to parties and I love doing fun things, but like actually like purpose in like 
in like the fun things. I don't think about celebration. And so, and I'm not purposeful and intentional about celebration. So this year, I'm definitely, this is the year of like celebration. I have so many fun things planned. And and like, normally I would think, oh, I just have fun things planned. But I'm like, no, I'm going to like, this is going to be intentional. Like this this is a fresh, clean slate start on a new decade. And I'm going to celebrate that. And Milo's starting a new decade and we're going to celebrate that. And, you know, David and I will be starting a new decade in like a year. And like, like we have lots of like new decades coming up and like that, that that's something to celebrate. Like, I think you should set a goal of celebrating 40 things. Oh, I don't know. That seems like a lot. It could just be something small. (laughs) Okay. Like Dairy Queen gives out free ice cream the first day of I think it's the first day of spring, which doesn't make sense. You would think it would be summer, but like celebrating the first day of seasons or celebrating like, you know, little like, but I bet you could find 40 things. Cause how many is that? If there's 12 months. Okay. So how many would that be a month? Like, Oh, math. Don't make me do math. Is that like three a month? Well, 12 times four is 48. Okay. So, so it's like a little over three a month. Yeah. So yeah. you can, you can do three celebrations and they don't have to be like huge. It could just be something small. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, that's your task. Okay. Because you need a task. I do need a task and very task oriented. You're going to have three celebrations a month. Okay. Well, I've already got a few things covered because like, obviously my birthday is coming up and um, then we're having a big shindig for that. Yeah. And you, I know you love it when I say shindig and when I say party people. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm stuck in the 90s. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's actually early 2000s, probably party people. Why do people say that? I don't know. Like, where did that come from? I don't know. It came from a movie. Oh, it did? It's it's a line from a movie from, like, the early 2000s. I just can't remember which one it is. I used to Like, a Clueless or something that. like that, but it's not that one. And every just time you say it, I think of him. It's, like, the only time I do. For sure, I was, like, part of people. I'm like, oh, gosh. So, and I also say Shindig, which makes me really old. But that's That is one I've never understood. Like, Shindig. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I don't know. It sounds like an operation on a bone. <laughs> Got to go to a shindig. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) It's a weird thing. So I've, you know, I've got that and, um, you know, we're going with some good friends, um, to celebrate all of us turning 40. Um, we're going to Napa. And Mm -hmm. so I've got that and Milo and I are going to France. We're going to Paris for her 10th. Like, you know, we, I mean, so that's obviously, those are big things. We're not doing 40 big things, but like, I have a few things already planned, like, but like also adding little things in there too is a really good idea. And you can just celebrate like ordinary things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I need the, even though this is like the year of like big celebrations, like hopefully it'll teach me like the importance of like celebrating the little things too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of an area I want to grow, if you will. And we're going to hit our 100th episode this year. We are in April. Mm -hmm. In April. Okay, so we'll celebrate that. Definitely. Would you guys want to come to a live recording? Yeah. We're thinking about Hey, party people. Hey, party people. (laughs) Want to come to a shindig? shindig. Oh, gosh. I was thinking it could be fun to invite, like, people who've been on the podcast. Yeah. You know, and then people who love to listen and all of that. So For sure. I think it would be fun. Let's see if other people think it would be fun. Y'all tell us if you think it'd be fun. Send us a message. Let us know. For sure. Anything else? Um, well, I am excited about your birthday. I think, um, you know, Rebecca and I have only known each other since, what, December 20... It was January of... 18. January 2018. Yes. So we're, we're not even at two years yet of knowing each other. And I've seen so much growth in you. So much. Oh, thanks, over just that friend. amount of time. Which is all thanks to me. It's totally. Um, 
you and this podcast have changed my life. But I, I just have seen a lot of growth. Not that like you were, I mean, you were great, you know, but you've, I've seen you evolve and it's really cool. So I'm excited. There's a song called Party People by Nellie and Fergie from the early 2000s. I Maybe wonder if that's, that's where it, it came from. That's what it is. It's a Nelly song. There you go. There's another. We're get. We're just full of trivia today. I wish we could play that song. We can't play it. There's I lots know. of cuss words on it. Well, and because we don't have like a license to play. That oh, that too. Like that too. <laughs> that and they say MF like 20 times of the song. But besides that, where's Fergie? She makes shoes now. Did you know that? There's like a whole line. There's of Nelly. Shoes. Probably buying stock and band aids. Uh, <laughs> band- Actually, he he wore it for his sister. Like his sister had, I didn't know there was it was like a memory. It was, or like, she's not, she had some illness. And so he would wear it to I like, no, there was a reason. There was a reason. I, I can't remember. He was just trying to start a trend. But okay. Fergie, I don't even know. She makes shoes and they sell them at like DSW. And sometimes I'm like, Fergalicious. That is still happening. Fergalicious. Fergalicious. She's probably like a millionaire too. Yeah. From her Fergalicious shoes. Anyway. Must be nice. Maybe Rebecca will have a Beckalicious line of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a line of anything, it would be shoes. <laughs> Do you like me some shoes? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Happy 40th. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. With our Chick-fil-A drinks. With our Chick-fil-A drinks that are loud. I had to stop drinking it because I felt like it was loud. It's because you move your straw up and down in a straw in a styrofoam cup and you drink. And do that. You wouldn't do that. It wouldn't be like. We can make our own music. Who needs a license? <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. <laughs>